Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. What is up, man? We are back. It's another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Also coming at you live on Brinks TV. You can see our faces right now. Fresh off the practice field is me. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Uh, our Twitter and social media information is scrolling right down below you. Joining me on the other side, from, uh, right down there in Albany, it's Israel Troop, man. What's up? What's going on, man? Just trying to survive the heat down here today. I hear y'all got it pretty bad up there too. Yeah, it's been bad all week, man. It's been it's been rough. Uh, we we've had uh, you know we've had to move practice back significantly, like all the way back to six o'clock. Even I mean, like I would get there at five fifteen, and the heat index would still be like one hundred three. So yeah, we we we, we got we got quite a quite a heat wave going. Yeah, our spiked up to about one fourteen earlier today. So uh, we were able to get out about, I think it was five, about five o'clock today. So, um, but they, they cut our practice in half today. So, I mean, we got it in, but, you know, got to stay safe out here in these heat and these conditions. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, safety is always, uh, always first priority. So uh, you don't have anything without safety, but uh, we, we definitely uh, hydrate the kids, give them plenty of breaks go a little bit later so that they can, uh, they can actually function. But yeah, we got a scrimmage tomorrow uh, against FRA. I'm excited about that. It'll be our first live 11 on 11 competition. So I'm interested to see what we're going to be able to do. Man, that, that sounds good. We got um, our enterprise scrimmage uh, next, next Friday. Uh, we got a big enterprise scrimmage. And then the 13th, uh, we get the Terrell County. I think they're the tornadoes, too, I believe. But we get them um, on the 13th, so uh, we're excited about that uh, coming up here soon. It, you know, it's always good when you start on the band playing um, and practicing um, during the summer. So that means then that lets you know that football season is right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're looking for a new band director, so our band's not practicing right now. So there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that being said, we are presented by betonline.ag. And uh, the Olympics are, are rocking and rolling right now. And, you know, it's uh, it's a good time to, to get in on all the sports action. Bet online has all the, the odds, every uh, anything imaginable you can bet on. Uh, they have all the news information. Uh, they can take care of your online sports betting needs. They have the casino as well. A um, few things going on in the, uh, you know, they have NFL futures, college futures, things you can uh, take advantage of. So, uh Israel, they're going to have to go visit the website or, you know, they can hop on their phone from a computer, wherever uh, they can join, receive a 50% welcome bonus on the first deposit. So before that next tip off face off or pitch or even a badminton match, head on over to bet online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports experts. Yeah. The Olympics, man, have you been watching the Olympics? I have. I watched a little bit of it. Um, you know, I watched the swimming the other day, a lot of Georgia dogs, um, are, are in the, on the swimming team. Um, I actually was watching uh, ping pong with our trainer the other day. Um, oh, wow. So it's a, it's amazing how, you know, ping pong is, is an actual Olympic sport. So um, it was very interesting to watch. And the way that they play ping pong is totally different than when I play it. Well, they're like 30 feet away from the table and the, the, the yeah, skill, yeah, the skill that they, it takes there, man. They are super into it too as well. Are you a bow hunter? I am. 
dude, you, you missed your calling being an Olympic archer, man. I, I saw this dude stepped up, looked like he was from the, I don't know where he's from actually, but it looked like he was from the backwoods in Arkansas. Looked like he just came out of a tree stand and he, he took that bow and just went, Bam, bullseye, bam, bullseye, bam, bullseye. Had the other guy, uh, he was he was facing off against some dude from Chile and had that had him shook. Uh, and I, I had a good chuckle mm. with that. I'm like, man, this this guy don't win the gold medal, then it's rigged. Man, it's crazy. You know, they got the the Simone Biles thing going. Oh, yeah. Um I hope she comes back, you know, stronger than ever. Um, I didn't know this until you know, I was kind of doing some research that they said that she couldn't get a perfect score because she was too good like what what are we doing like that doesn't make any sense like how do you get how do you not give somebody their full points for doing exactly what they were supposed to do is my is my my point i'm like yeah i get it you know it's it's moan by she's supposed to but she did everything exactly right he said oh you're too good so we're not going to give you all your points so i guess they ding her on degree of difficulty because she can do everything Man, that, that's, yeah. I mean, she she's supposed to be able to do that. That's the point of the Olympics is to win the gold medal, do things that other people can't. <laughs> yeah, not get penalized for. It. Can you imagine if uh, Steph Curry pulls up from just beyond half court and they they give him a they give him a two pointer for that? Yeah, they're like, no, you you're the only one that can do that, so everybody can't. Man, get yeah. out of here. Your three pointers are from the other end, and he'd probably start hitting those too. So. Maybe we should try I that. I can only imagine. I can only imagine if I'm at like my child's gymnastics meet and they only give her like a little bit of her, not all her points. I can only imagine what kind of dad I would be at that point. Yeah, uh, God, that's just I can't imagine that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I hope she bounces back and and uh, you know she's you know obviously one of the best to ever do it in the sport of gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. It, it, you know, hopefully she's not having a, a USA basketball type of type of experience where I don't know what's going on with that, man. Like we cannot win silver in that sport. Like we're the best in the world at basketball. We have to be the best in the world at basketball. And yeah, no, you just got it. I don't know what they got going on. You know, it's, it's I've never seen a team do the things that they're doing right now, losing the games that they're losing. You know, I understand there were exhibition matches at four before, you know, but uh, I've never seen a, a U.S. team just with so much talent on it look this bad before. Yeah, and they 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 lost to France in the actual tournament. So, like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's they got to figure something out, man. They got to play together. You know, I don't know. They're 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 not into it. So whatever. If they're not into it, I'm not into it. Who cares, right? Um, right. Not, not to be the Believe in the Olympics podcast. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Um, so we're going to get to that here in a little bit. But the Olympics is current event. So I figure we could get to that, talk about that a little bit because uh, it's because it's interesting. It happens once every four years. So why, why not? Why not give a little love to to the Olympics? And, you know, it's going to start turning into uh, the Olympics of ESPN Ocho, which I don't know. It's kind of cool in itself. But uh, I had to really. Go ahead. I was going to say, I watched one of the weakest rugby matches of all time get with two teams that I thought would have a really good rugby match, which is the New Zealand All Blacks and the uh, Team GB, which is Great Britain, is what they call themselves. So mm-hmm. um, I, I thought that was going to be, uh, you know, a, a nice little battle, but it looked like backyard rugby. Like it looked like it looked like a bunch of like young young dudes trying to learn how to play rugby is what it looked like. Like it wasn't typical. Oh, that's no fun. It wasn't typical New Zealand rugby, which New Zealand obviously is known. They're the, they're the best rugby team in the world by far, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not by far, hands down, because Australia's got something to say about that. And uh, South Africa's got something to say about that too. But the All Blacks are like, th- th- that's the brand when it comes to rugby. And so, um, you know, that, that's where the Haka lives and all that stuff. So I expected to like, I turned that on. I'm like, Ooh, I'm gonna get to watch, I'm get to watch some live all blacks rugby here. And nope. It, it was so weak, man. I had to, I had to change the channel. <laughs> I watched a rerun of a movie. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can't, that's rough. I, I can't watch this, man. This is terrible. You would you wouldn't watch the chick flick instead of a rugby. That's crazy. It is right. It is. So, um, as you can see from our, our, our sidebar here, we, we do have a special guest. Uh, he's going to be joining us at some point, hopefully. 
um, again, the uh, the ever so uh, probably spread way too thin uh, special guest. I'm not going to reveal who it is. We're going to let you. We're going to let that be a surprise. So when that special guest arrives, they will jump in on the conversation. So um, a lot has transpired even uh, since we last talked about expansion. You know, the initial news. We we, we got our initial reaction um, out of it. Uh, we just gave away the, the, the guest. Uh, so if you were quick, if you were quick on the view, <laughs> saw it, right. Um, you saw it. Saw it. So, um, it is official though. I, I do believe I, I saw that when I was going through my, uh, internet browsing, uh, the sec voted unanimously to, uh, to accept these two teams in the, uh, into the conference. So they will get official invites. It's just a matter of when at this point, um, and mm-hmm. I think with that letter that the Big 12 sent ESPN, that I feel like that kind of torpedoes any chance that the Big 12 is going to survive past this season. Mm, yeah, I think it, I think it's a good move by those two schools. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, I've been looking at how everybody's kind of does region um, from the ones that I looked at. I'd like the two region. Um, that puts, you know, Alabama and Auburn, you know, in the East, um, and that puts Arkansas, I think it's Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, Ole Miss and Mississippi State over in the West. Yeah. Um, and Alabama and Auburn come over, um, to us. So, I mean, I think that'd be good. I think there, there's a, there's a potential for, you know, a different team each year going to the, to the uh, SEC championship. So I'm excited about it. I think it's a good move by them. Um, I, lo- I love the fact that they, they thought enough to even come to the SEC, which now puts the ACC in the back. Cause right now it's just Clemson, you know, can Miami, you know, get it together. Um, can Virginia, you know, with Bronco Mendenhall, can those guys get together? So, you know, mm-hmm. ACC has got to sever the game because I don't think Clemson can hold on that much longer, especially with these two coming in and with the strength of schedule now that yes. that now hangs in the balance, you know, is actually, is actually going to propel them, you know, especially into a playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Florida State, they're rebuilding. Their rebuild's going to have to happen a lot faster in the ACC if they want to compete. You know, uh, some of these teams in the Big Ten are also, there's a little pressure on them now. Uh, you know, outside of Ohio State, there's going to have to be another team that supports them. Can Wisconsin do that year in and year out? They're pretty good, but they're never they haven't reached that upper echelon quite yet, where they're mm-hmm. consistently competing with with Ohio State. I would love for that to happen, um, but it's just not quite there on a consistent basis yet. Iowa's a team that should have potential to do it, but they're kind of a stale, stale organization, Penn state. Um, they're kind of right there. They're solid, but they're never great. Um, so you got a bunch of teams in the big 10 that have potential to do it. Now they just need to pop and, and do it. Maybe NIL will help them, but I, I love Oklahoma and Texas coming over. I'm glad it was unanimous. It's, it's great for the conference. It's great for the divisions. Um, I, it, I I'm hearing pods are, are a great possibility. I don't particularly like the pods. Uh, the more I think about it, um, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to go outside the box, but I'm, I'm just not sure that that would be the great, the best route. I, I think the division model shown it, it, it can work. Um, I, I think if they realign the divisions, they'll be just fine. They'll solve the problem. You know, four teams from the conference are going to get in anyway. So um, yeah, it, it, it honestly, just for seating purposes, it doesn't really matter. Like if you win, obviously you get the buy uh, into the into the first into the uh, second round. But you know, if you're the fourth best team in the SEC, you're you're going right. And yeah, that, you know, so as long as like you can strive for that playoff spot and and try to stay in the top twelve uh, ranking all year, you'll be just fine. Like A and M would have gone, Florida would have been there, Georgia mm-hmm. would have been there, and of course Alabama uh, would have all been in a twelve team playoff easily. And you get four SEC teams in, you never know what's going to happen. Like if Alabama had to play Florida again this past season, who knows what would have happened in that game? Because I don't think those guys leave. And so when you look at that matchup, that could have gone either way, honestly, uh, because Florida, Mm -hmm. Florida ran with them in the SEC championship, much to my surprise, because not because I thought Florida was bad last year, but just because Alabama just had such a historically good offense. Yeah, that too. And then you think about it, 
Alabama has to play Georgia again, you know, with the QB change, does, does mm-hmm. that matchup, you know, go any different, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, with, with everything going on and just, just the, the excitement of Texas, Oklahoma coming in um, to the SEC. Um, I mean, that, that's huge. That's huge, which, you know, they're going to put a whooping on the big, the big 12 now before they leave. Shit. So you got to think about, all right, we're leaving. So we're, we're going to make our presence known right now and how big we are. Um, through this conference, so you, you best believe that they're going to try to they're going to try to try to route everybody um, this year. Texas got Sark, um, so the, you know the offense is going to be uh, high powered. You know, even if they got dudes or not, you know he's going to find a way. Uh, Oklahoma's Oklahoma, and you know they're going to put up points. You know, you still got Iowa State over there. Um, you still got Baylor, uh, who are doing pretty good. And TCC may make make some noise, but those two schools are going to make some noise before they leave. And I'm and I'm scared for everybody in that conference right now. Oh yeah, it's going to be brutal. Like Kansas is going to get fifty pieced. Um, yes. Uh, Baylor's going to get fifty pieced. Texas Tech is going to get sixty pieced. Um, it's it's going to be brutal, man. Uh, and those two teams are going to try to make their presence known, not only to the Big Twelve, but they're going to try to say, "Hey, this is what you're getting." Right. This is what you're getting with Oklahoma. Um, you know, we're we're going to pour it on, and we, we can actually play some SEC level defense. Uh, and, and then also with, with Texas, they're going to show that, Hey, we're not dead yet. You know, we've been bad for a little while, but we got, we, we got our coaching hire, right. You know, hopefully for their sake, they did, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, we, we don't quite know what Sark is going to be like as a head coach. Cause the last time he was a head coach at, you know, obviously he was going through some things, but you know, I, I'm interested to see, like, this is a different Sarkeesian. So I don't know what to expect there, but he's at, he's at a place like Texas. He's going to have all the resources. He's going to have everything he needs. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table this year in, in their uh, first audition for the sec. Cause you know, all eyes are going to be on Texas and Oklahoma this year. They're going to get a huge ratings boost, but um, I'm excited for it. I hope they come over. I hope they come over competitively. Um, and, and I hope Texas can can bring something to the table, uh, much like what they weren't able to do in the Big 12 for several years. But, hey, they're going to come in, and it's going to be a dogfight each and every week, uh, pun intended. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I'm here for LSU, Texas, Arkansas, Texas. Like, there was, uh, you know, I, I think Mizzou fans, Arkansas fans, a&M fans were worried about Texas coming into and, and Oklahoma coming into the conference, but Israel, to me, it helps, rec- it helps recruiting because now you're getting an annual matchup with those programs, especially in the state of Texas, you're getting that showcase each and every year. Whereas like to, to, to play Texas and to get into Austin and, you know, a more prominent Texas, Texas markets, because, Let's be honest. More eyes are going to be on the Longhorns than, than there are on the Aggies. Let's just be honest. That's that's true even now. But so you're going to, you know, recruits that you were once like not really in it with, you're in it with them now because, hey, I'm in the SEC. I don't, you know, Texas, you know, I'm in the SEC. They're going to recruit better now because they're in the SEC. A&M got that bump. Like everybody's recruiting is going to get better because they're going to come. They're going to want to come to the Southeastern conference. They're not going to want to jump to the big 10 as much as as they would previously, or the PAC 12, as much as they would previously, Mm -hmm. the conference expands, the more opportunities to get a lot of NFL eyes on you drastically expands. And so, um, you know, you, you go to the premier college in the state of Arkansas NIL, like there's some stuff in little rock that, that, that you can get your hands on. So it's not quite mm-hmm. the, uh, the recruiting dead zone that it used to be Texas and Oklahoma brings credibility to that. You got to think too. I mean, where, where are the best football players come out of Florida, Georgia, Texas, and Alabama. In all reality, that's, that's pretty much where they come out of, yeah. you know? So now you bring Texas and Oklahoma over here. Well, Oklahoma's got some kids from Georgia. They got Hazelwood from Georgia. Um, he went to uh, Cedar Grove. Yep. Um, you know they get they get they got somebody else from down here in Georgia. Well, now that market's open up. That open up now. Mm-hmm. You know who wants to go to the Big Twelve and play football? Who not, really wants not to, go to the Big Twelve? Not any play defensive player. Yeah, not any defensive players want to go to the Big Twelve. That's where defense goes no, to die. Like, 
you start to see, you know, you're seeing somebody it scores a 54 to, you know, 48, things like that. Nobody wants to go there and play play defense. Well, now you're, now you're, you're recruiting for defensive guys goes up now because you have go, you're going to have to play defense in the SEC. If you don't, then you're going to get monkey style because the other teams don't play defense. Yeah. You know, so that opens the window for defensive guys. Now you start to look at, well, say if, I, if I'm being recruited by Oklahoma and Texas, well, Oklahoma has this to offer for, for NIL. Well, they got Texas has definitely this to offer, you know, for NIL. So that now that market opens up, you know, and now for every other school now, you can dip into Texas because, like you said, you get to go over there, you get to play them, you get to go to Oklahoma, you get to play them. And now if you put on a good show, people are like, man, did you see what they did to Oklahoma? I think I want to go there. So now that market just opens up. Now you're starting to get people from the Midwest and they're, they're coming over here. And then they're, I mean, everybody's going to, going to benefit from this happening. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and so I, I'm here for it. Uh, I, I think this league, I, I want the best possible league, right? I want to be in the best league. I want to play in the best league, you know, week in and week out. It shouldn't be easy because that's not good football no. to watch. And for Georgia, it's not going to be easy, you know, because you know, I, I think that you're going to have a hard, you're going to have really difficult crossover games. There is no easy opponents now because everybody's recruiting is going to ramp up. Even Vanderbilt, yes, I said it. Even Vanderbilt. So, you know, it, it's going to be good overall. But Israel, one of the, you know, obviously one of the the side effects is now that displaces Alabama and Auburn over to the east, which. um you know, I, I think you play your divisional opponents and I think you do away with the permanent opponents from the crossovers mm-hmm. and you just say, okay, we're just going to rotate it through. It doesn't matter about any of these permanent matchups. Let's just rotate it through. Um, and you're just going to play what two eat two Western opponents every year and let's rock and roll uh, that way. And mm-hmm. every four years you will have played everybody in the conference. So Alabama coming over that renews, or that sparks up a rivalry there with Georgia, you know, also you, you preserve the deep South's oldest rivalry with Auburn. And of course mm-hmm. the cocktail party uh, still remains an annual showdown. If you maintain these, uh, these divisional lines. So I'm here for it, but you know what, you know, a lot of Georgia fans are probably a little bit nervous about Alabama coming over is I say, bring it on. I say, bring it on it. Well, and it also depends on where you play Bama. I want to catch them at the beginning of the year. I don't want to catch them when they start to figure stuff out. If right. we can catch them about between week one to week four, I think I think we got them. If we catch them about seven, eight, nine going down, then it's a little bit more of a battle. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But but hey, I mean that's football. You know, everybody recruits. Everybody, you got to figure it out on your own. You know, yeah. every, everybody everybody's got great coaches. Everybody's got great players. That's time to go out and play ball. If you're scared of some competition, then you shouldn't play ball. Right, Won't exactly. play if you're mm-hmm. scared that Auburn and, and Alabama is coming over to, our, to the east side, then you're not, a, you're not a true friend of college football. That's what no. you want to see. You want to see Georgia beat the best and show that they are the best. That's what I'm looking for. Exactly. Ric Flair said it best. To be the man, you got to beat the man. You got to beat the man. Yeah. And you got to drop a woo in there. So um, <laughs> expansion is a great thing. Uh, is the SEC done? That's the next question. Are they done? Mm-hmm. Who else could we get? I mean, I think those are two two big ones. I don't I mean, see who else would want to come over and and come in here now. I've I've heard Clemson and Florida State are are possibly on the invite list. I've heard that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much of a possibility, but there's some rumors out there. If those two came, the ACC would not have a spot in the playoff. No, no, no. If those two came, they definitely wouldn't. Um, and the, I think the ACC, the ACC would be done. Well, they would just merge with the American and then just hope for the best. Is is what what would happen? So they would <laughs> they would just become the East Coast League, uh, where they would have literally the entire Eastern Seaboard. Uh, then you yeah, have the, but they get they get trumped by Cincinnati there. Yeah, Cincinnati because Cincinnati is a good football team. Yeah, do you think the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, do you think the Big the Big Twelve is dead? Do you think the Big Ten absorbs Cincinnati? Possibly. Do you think they finally get an That's invite? That's a possibility. That would be That's a great possibility. possibility. 
Ohio State would poo-poo that, but they need to. <laughs> they need to get in the Big Ten. They're they're good. They're a good program. Desmond Ritter, I, I really enjoyed watching him at quarterback in the bowl game. I, I think he is really good. Um, and he's coming back. I, so. did, I forgot that that game was that close. I completely mm-hmm. forgot that it was that. I, you know, we, we see it all the time, you know, um, you know, before we come on here. Um, but I forgot that that game was that close. We literally won by field goal. Yeah, exactly. That shows uh, just how that shows just how good they are. They were the eighth ranked team in the nation at the time. And it's not like you you know, sometimes you can say, Okay, we were we slept walk through it, we didn't play hard. But honestly, no, that wasn't the case this time. That you know, that Cincinnati just came out. Teams. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati that was, was a worthy opponent. Teams that wanted it and it was a, it was a great fight. And it came down to depth, honestly. You know, if Cincinnati was just a little bit deeper, they probably win that game. But they got exhausted, and and, and our depth finally kicked in. Uh, kicked in a little bit later than I wanted it to, but it kicked in because uh, we had some guys that were fresh that that play at a high level, and uh, they did not. They they wore down. So, um, you know, if if you're wondering about depth, if you're wondering how that matters. It matters, right? Just go watch that it game. It matters. Yes, go, go, go watch that game and you'll see. And, and a lot of games are like that too, um, where, where good teams that are like a little bit smaller programs that really play well, like Northwestern, depth was an issue for them. They they could have beat mm-hmm. Ohio State, but depth was an issue. They just, they just got worn down. Um, mm-hmm. So this whole NIL stuff – It'll help keep people in place. It'll help keep your depth in place uh, and, and give guys opportunities to develop. Um, I think all in the same, same deal, it will keep people in line, but it will also, you know, for, for the ones that are thinking about jumping, it'll probably, honestly, it'll probably make the decision-making a little bit cl- uh, clearer either way, either side of the fence, either mm-hmm. uh, you're going to transfer, you're going to make, you're going to make a decision quick, right? Or if you're going to mm-hmm. stay, you're not even going to think about it. So to, to, to me, yeah, that's where NIL comes into play. And for me, um, if I'm doing pretty good, if I'm a starter at my school right now, or, you know, second string guy, you know, become a star, I'm not going anywhere. No. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know, if you want to transfer, you know, for a better situation, I'm all for it, you know, but with now I want to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show to practice. I'm gonna go to class. I'm gonna do the things I need to do in order for people to know who I am. You know, in a positive in a positive in a positive light. You know what I mean? So transfer from school to school. I mean, I, you just can't do that, especially now, right? So what if somebody buys your jersey today, and then you up and transfer the next year? That jersey is now null and void. Yeah, exactly. You made that little bit of money there, you know. But I mean. People are going to be like, I'm not buying that. He's going to jump schools again. You know what I mean? That that little psyche just goes through people's mind all the time. And even potential uh, business partners also like, mm-hmm. hey, I can't invest in this guy because as soon as I do, he's going to jump ship. So people are going to mm-hmm. be leery of that. And, and that's going to be on people's minds. But um, neither here nor there. Um, expansion. There you go. Welcome, Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, whenever you're coming, I'm not sure, but welcome because you will be coming shortly uh so we, we've pretty much beat that one into the ground so we'll, we'll but we'll but we will keep you updated on sec expansion because it is the top story but speaking of storylines israel we, camp is opening up soon um mm-hmm. I, I know one storyline that we need to touch on is uh mark rick needs to come back and show kirby how to how to backflip off the high dive um that's one <laughs> thing that needs to happen uh, and, and then two, uh, looks like we were getting after it in the weight room, but when you, when you look at this team, obviously every team's going to have some sort of question mark somewhere. No team is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Not even the loaded Georgia Bulldogs. They're not perfect either. So, w- w- you know, w- what's the number one storyline that you're excited to kind of, to kind of explore as camp opens up? Uh, just the, the, how our offensive line is evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just where they're putting guys, um, you know, are the, are the backups, you know, getting better are the backups, pushing the ones, mm-hmm. um, just things like that, you know, especially up front. Cause this, just like my football team now, that's my number one concern is my offensive line. You know, I got some, got some big guys, got some guys that can move, mm-hmm. but are we progressing every day? The things that I'm looking at, 
you know, um, I've seen the weight room, you know, those guys are getting after, I know we're going to be strong. I know we're going to be fast. I know we're going to be physical, but are we, are we technique sound? Are we fundamentally sound? You know, do we know who to pick up? You know, are, are the wheels going to be spending the first game against Clemson, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So I think as of right now, you know, I'm not really worried about us getting in trouble anymore because I think everything's fine there. You just never know still. But, you know, at the same time, for me right now, we know who our quarterback is. We know who our running backs are. Um, we pretty much know who's going to be in receiving core right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think I'd, for me it's going to be who's going to protect JT so we can throw this thing around, put some points on the board, and have some fun. Yeah, I mean, to even get a little bit more specific on the on the offensive line situation, I'm curious to know who's going to win those tackle jobs, right? Because there's a lot of different possibilities there. I mean, we, we pretty much know who the guards are going to be. Um, eventually, it's going to be Jamal Sawyer and, and Justin Schaefer. However, Tate Ratledge is in the mix there, and your best combination might be putting Jamari Sawyer out at left tackle to start the year off. Uh, and, and then uh, wedging Tate Ratledge in there to play with Justin Schaefer. And then all, all you're left with is the right tackle spot to kind of figure out. But, you know, you got names. You got Amarius Mims. You got Broderick Jones. You got Warren, not Warren Erickson because he's the center. But you've got uh, mm-hmm. McClendon, right? And then you've got mm-hmm. uh, Xavier Truss. You know, th- th- those are guys that I think really kind of stand out and jump out at the page. I mean, that's what, four guys right there? Yeah. For one, possibly one tackle spot. Like, like athletically speaking, you know, Amarius Mims should be the guy athletically speaking. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. most of the measurables. He's, he's probably got the most physical talent in that room, but you and I both know because we're coaches that it ain't all about talent. It ain't all about strength. It's, it's knowing, can you do it? it can you do it? Can you play the position? Do you know, the ins and outs of pass protection. Do you know how to size up a guy one-on-one? Like when you're watching film of who you're possibly going to be matched up with uh, on the edge, do you know, can you spot his tendencies? Can you spot, you know, what he likes to do in certain situations? You know, how are you Mm -hmm. on the mental aspect of it? Because that's, that's important. Also, how are you on the, I guess, emotional aspect of it? Like if you make a mistake, can, can you recover? and have a short memory mm-hmm. and, and go back out the next play. If you give up a sack, are you going to go in the tank? You know, what, what, what's, what's to happen there. So that's, that's my, that's one question mark that I'm excited to see how we solve that because we have talent there. It's just a matter of getting mm-hmm. a football player there. And I'll say this, it's a matter of getting an offensive lineman there. It's not just a, a big guy. It's a, you know, an offensive lineman. That's a, that's a compliment because that means you're big, you're physical, you're quick. And, you're intelligent. So that's what it takes to play that position. It's, it's just big skill, that's baby. That's all it is. They're just big old skill people. I love it. Um, and that, that's, that's what, I, that's what tackles are becoming up. They're becoming big skill people. Yep. I tell mine all the time. I love the heavy bellies. You know, y'all, I can't do anything without y'all, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think um, up front at Georgia, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're recruiting the, the big, the big guys, you know, I think we're getting more, more athletic guys now kind of kind of because we're doing a little bit more athletic things we're pass protecting mm-hmm. a little bit more uh we're, we're running not really up not really uh downhill now we're kind of side to side a little bit more now yeah. um so for me like you said i'm looking for an offensive line you know i'm looking for a smart guy physical guy strong guy and i'm also looking for a guy that knows his left and his right you know because you'd be amazed at how many kids that know left and right that helps um and you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I i wouldn't be amazed because Half our team probably doesn't know left and right at this point. It's um, amazing. They don't know it if you tell them left and right. And they definitely don't know it when you have to use code words to code left and right. So <laughs> um, that, that gets even more challenging that we could do a whole series mm-hmm. on that. But um, you know, another question mark I'm looking at is, you know, how, how does these DBs uh, how do they gel? How do they mesh together? You know, the new guys coming mm-hmm. in, obviously loads of talent, loads of experience, but how do they, how does that translate with the other guys, the the, the guys that, that have been here? You know, how, how do they mix in? How does Kennard mix in? How does, uh, or not Kennard, uh, Kendrick, I keep calling him Kennard. I have a Kennard on my team. Uh, his name is yeah. Kennard. Um, we'll, we'll okay. We call him Debo. That's his nickname. Debo. <laughs> Um, and honestly, he weighs, he's like five, six, 140 pounds. And he honestly, he plays like freaking Ray Lewis. Like he's not, he doesn't get tired. 
He's not afraid to hit. Um, and he's got a little bit of, he got a little bit of moxie about him, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, that stuff. I can't, you know, obviously I don't want to, there's a family show Israel. I can't cuss, but you know, you know what he's got, right. You know, that type of kid, but, uh, Kendrick, Mm -hmm. how, how does he mesh in, uh, Tyke Smith? How does he mesh in? Does Keely Ringo, Jalen Kimber, how do they, how are they worked in Nyland green, you know, so the, the, the newcomer, what does his role look like now with those guys coming in? So all of those are question marks that I want to see. And can these guys also, can they just go out and play? Can they go out and ball? Do, do, do they try to think too much? Do they try to read coverages too much? Or do they just go out and ball? I think you just let them boys go out and ball. I mean, you got, you got a great, you got a great, DB coach, uh, you got some great guys that have, that have come in, kind of added some pieces to it. You kind of move some guys around, kind of see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the point of now, just making sure we get out of camp healthy. Uh, we go into Clemson healthy. We finish the season healthy and just getting these guys in the right spot so they can perform. Um, and right now the storylines are, I haven't heard anything bad about it. You know, I, I've, I, I read a story about, uh uh, what's that? I read a story about Smith the other day that came out of West Virginia about him not paying a bill or something like that. But the two towers, right there. I think about what I think about stories. Oh no! I, well, he might have, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Uh, but when I read stories like that, I'm like, why is that any of our business? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, are we just reporting just to report? You know what I mean? I hadn't heard anything about Georgia up until that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Kendrick and get his charges dropped. Okay, like what? Why do we need to know that? Yeah, who you cares? Know, he's been accepted at Georgia. He's in summer school. He's doing a good job. Like, why do we need to know about anything else other than football? You know what I mean? So that, that's the only thing. That's the only negative I've heard from out of, out of that camp. Exactly. And, and you know, Tyke, oh, God forbid, he, he forgot to pay a bill. Oh, my gosh. What a criminal. Um, you know, maybe we should cut him, right? Maybe we should cut him. He, he can't he, – he's not living up to the Georgia way, right? He, he's – Man, I can't believe it. Didn't pay a bill. <sighs> you know, all right, fire Kirby, fire everybody. Let's go. Let's we'll start over. Let's, let's just knock this thing down, right? No, obviously not. But yeah, I mean, you, you got to let those guys ball, man. And and I've heard nothing but great things about Tyke Smith um, from some of these, you know, players only sessions and seven on sevens. Dude is absolutely balling. So um, I just hope those guys play loose. I hope they have a good memory or not a, not a good memory, but I hope they have a short memory uh, when something bad happens and they can just brush it off and, and, and rock and roll because, you know, those guys are going to get big plays hit on them. That's okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it happens. That's football. You know, the, the, the other guys are on scholarship too, at least uh, that's what I heard. So exactly. They're going to get beat. So, that's okay. I mean, you got to think. Even the best DBs get beat sometimes. That's why I try to tell our DBs on our team. Uh, we got we got a corner right now. He's about six two, six three, you know, six two, six three, like one seventy, one eighty right now. And he got beat the other day. And I'm like, dude, it happened. I mean, Dion got beat. You know, all the all the great corners in the right got have got beat. You know, once or twice in life. I mean, it's okay. It's you know, okay. You know what they say about a DB that's never gotten beaten? He never played. You can't get beat if you don't play. So yeah, no, you jumped right exactly. on that. You, you're a smart guy, Ace. You jumped right on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the DBs, right? And uh, and and seeing just just seeing them ball, man. I, I can't wait to see Keely Ringo. Uh, he's one of my favorites. I can't wait to see him get out there, see how his shoulder responds. Uh, also, the linebackers. Mm-hmm. I I want to see these inside linebackers and, and how well they play. I I'm excited. I don't think they're a question mark because I know they're really good. Um, but I just want to see him in action, right? Nicobe Dean is one of my favorites, yeah. man. He he is a freaking baller, but they all are. That whole position group is nasty. They're loaded. Also, the outside linebackers. Uh, I can't wait to see them. Nolan Smith and and uh, and Adam Anderson. I can't wait to see them rock and roll. I can't wait to see this defensive line. Like our defensive unit is going to be stacked, right? And yes. you know, Devontae Wyatt squatted six hundred pounds in that Twitter video that I saw. Woo. He did. I saw it. Nasty. I seen it with my own eyes. I done. I done seen it. Um, I, I can't wait to see who emerges as the offensive playmaker. Um, Marcus Rosemi Jack Saint. Can he? Uh, how is his leg recovered? That's obviously a storyline because mm-hmm. he can help us in the receiving core. Arian Smith is obviously going to be the guy that blows the lid off the off the coverages. Uh, Eric Gilbert is going to be that guy that just he's just kind of everywhere. Uh, same with Jermaine Burton. 
I'm excited to see uh, LeBron James uh, going there at tight. I mean, uh, Darnell Washington going there at a uh, tight end. Um, I'm excited to see that. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see uh, Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Blaylock come back. Uh, yeah. I hope he can hope he bounces back, um, you know, from his injury. Cause I mean, he, I've been waiting on this kid. I've, I watched him in high school. He was a baller in high school, you know, from Walton, Georgia, I mean, Walton high school. And he's just, you just got just just injuries, you know, got kind of hinders everything. But I'm looking to see him make some noise this year, you know, and Lord's willing everything is is okay, you know, so he can ball out like I know he can. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's obvious too. I mean, Kyrus Jackson is another one that's coming off injury. Can't wait to see kind of how he responds. You know, who's going to fill that George Pickens role? We know there's a whole bunch of guys that are mm-hmm. capable of doing it. It's just a matter of which one actually does it and steps up and, and, and is that guy mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's third and seven, you know, we're, we're down by, we're down by a touchdown. We need this drive. Who's going to be that guy. That's what I'm, that's what I'm curious about. Who's going to be that guy that JT just goes, I don't care what, I don't care what the coverage is. I'm coming to you. Is that Burton? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that curious? Is that Washington? Is is that Gilbert? Is it Arian Smith? Is it, Rosemary, I, I don't know. Is it Adonai Mitchell? Mm-hmm. You know, he's shown that he's That's capable. Right. They're all capable in different ways. It's like I said, it's he just had a, a really matter. Good spring, dude. He had a great spring, 100 yards. I think he caught seven balls, something like that. Probably could have had more. There's a few that he that he dropped. Um, but just being a freshman, that's kind of what happens. So, um, going to happen. Well, one of the things we were going to do about our special guest, I guess he, uh, I guess he did like me and passed out on the couch. It happens. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can't sit on the couch. Like my, my wife doesn't allow me to sit on the couch at night because guess what? I'm asleep. Almost. If my feet get even with my head, it's ball game, right? It's ball game. So um, <laughs> that, that's probably, game. I'll go ahead and spoil the surprise. I, I, I don't think he, I think he's probably crashed by now. Um, it's okay. This guy's busy. We record late. So, I'm not going to hold it against him. Uh, that's strike two, though. But um, we'll talk about Auburn a little bit. Okay. Want to talk about Auburn a little bit. You know, we want to take a kind of look at what you're going to see on Georgia's schedule. Uh, obviously, with the with the new hire, Brian Harson, uh, he brings in Mike Bobo uh, as offensive coordinator. He brings in Derek Mason as defensive coordinator. Uh, two guys that obviously know this league really, really well uh, for recruiting, for recruiting sake. Uh, also two coordinators that understand what works in this league and what, you know, what this team needs to be able to do to be able to win this league. And and then of course, Harson brings in his offense acumen as well to kind of mold that with Bobo. Um, So I really like the coaching hires there uh, that Auburn had. I was kind of surprised that Harson was the guy uh, early on, but, I think honestly, he's, he's changing that narrative a little bit. I think he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, everything I'm hearing, uh, the team is progressing really well. They've, they've kind of took to him. I know tank Bigsby kind of entered the portal and was like, well, and never mind. I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm going to stay. I kind of like this situation, but you know, when you, when you look at Auburn, obviously star power, uh, not abundant, but you have Owen Popo on defense. And of course, tank, Biz- mm-hmm. tank Bigsby offensively. And then, uh, a star in the, I, I guess you could call him a star in the making, or he kind of should be on that star list, but it's Bo Nix. Like he has potential to be a star quarterback in this league and have a really, really successful uh, last dance with Auburn. But, you know, again, he just has to go out and do it on a consistent basis. But I think Bobo's the guy that's going to get him right. So this Auburn team, like people are writing them off. Like they're going to be middle of the pack, obviously, because they're talented. Um, but this West division is tough and they very well could be uh, middle of the pack in the West, but that would probably be good enough for second in the East. So what do you make of this Auburn team? Uh, what do they need to do? What are the, what are the biggest keys offensively for them? Um, offensively is make sure Bo Nick stays in the pocket. Mm-hmm. One blank period. That if he stays in the pocket and quit trying to run and get out of the pocket as much as he does, Auburn's going to be really good. And I know, I know Coach Bubble has worked on that. Um, I know the, the the receivers aren't really well known receivers, um, other than Robertson. So you never know. As long as he stays in the pocket and he hands the ball off to Tank Bigsby, that's all gonna be fine. 
Mm-hmm. And that's all I saw last year. There was a lot of times that he escapes from the pocket. He doesn't have to. Once he escapes from the pocket, his eyes aren't downfield. I mean, uh, it's, it's almost like he's I'm just a quarterback coach. Life. You're a quarterback coach. Yeah. And you think you, you would think that he had the worst offensive line in the world last year, mm-hmm. as much as he got out the pocket. And he didn't. There were plenty, I can, I, I wish we could like board talk and things like that. There are plenty of times where he could just sit in the pocket, look downfield, throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like quarterbacks feel fan of pressure. I I've been dealing with this ever since I got to uh, to Hillwood. Uh, we've had quarterbacks that that feel phantom pressure uh, because sometimes when they get actual pressure, they think that's the reality every single play. But every time I'm watching film, and if especially if I'm watching it with them, I'll pause it and say, "The ball should be out at this moment. Why are you bailing? There's yeah. nobody. There's nobody around you. It's like look at this pocket. It's actually really good." <laughs> uh, what are you doing? And it's, it, it blows my mind. And, and Bo Nix is the same way. Then he would come off and yell at Chad mm-hmm. Morris for calling a bad play. And then they'd get in a yeah, shouting indeed. match and then, then it's done. You know, it's a wrap. Yeah, Chad Morris and his Waffle House menu. <sighs> like, I understand that like not everybody can be like Mike Leach where they, they, they call it off a post-it note like this, but um, <laughs> you can't call it off a Waffle House menu either, right? Where the font is like four point font and it's like a 11 and a half by 17 sheet, both sides, every inch of it covered. Like you can't, like you can't possibly get in a rhythm calling plays that way. I, I mean, Israel, your play sheet's pretty simple. It's, it's even more complicated than mine. Like mine is just a list because you know, I'll tell you how many times I, I look at it during a game probably three times, mm-hmm. probably three times total. Cause when I, when I get in a roll, I just call, I just call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll call it between series. I, I might look down at it, um, glance at it, see if anything jumps off the page, but you know, really honestly, I, I don't really need it. So like if I had a Chad Morris waffle has menu, it would just be all for show. Yeah. To be honest. Right. Um, I, I, I use mine a lot. Um, well, well, you, you've seen mine. You know, I, I have all my plays broken down to what formations, what motions I want to use. So it makes it easy if I want to call that play. I just call it from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have different situations and I have uh, who do I want to get the ball to and things like that. But, you know, I'm signaling this year. So I've, I've mastered the art of one hand signaling. Um, uh, so my guys you. understand exactly, exactly what I'm doing, um, you know, just so we can move faster. I got some things that, you know, I, I got from Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Um, that's just like one hand signal things, kind of like what he did with uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Um, so um, I, I think I thought that was really cool. And, you know, he has that, you know, they all come from that Mike Leach era. You know, yeah. they all have the, the one sheet of paper and they just kind of roll. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm slowly getting to that point, but, you know, I still have my call sheet too, just in case, you know. Yeah. I have, I have my, my wide receiver coach does a great job of, you know, we kind of balance off each other. He might see something that I don't. Um, so we'll come back and look at it together. But I mean, for them, you know, I know Coach Bobo, and I know he's the quarterback whisperer. I know he's going to get him right. You know, so for Auburn to be successful, they're going to have to run the football, and they're going to have to keep Bo Nix in the pocket and keep him away from Bobo. Because I can promise you this: if he even remotely thinks that he's going to yell at Bobo like he did uh, Chad Morris last year, he is sadly mistaken. I hope he tries, and he does it on TV. So he's going to try it. I hope, he's he, try I hope he tries it on TV. Oh, it's going to be real ugly. It's going to be funny. It's going to be a not top 10 moment. It's going to be something that you see on Twitter uh, and people are going to be dying laughing. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. defensively. Obviously Owen Popo uh, comes in for Auburn uh, up front They're, I mean, obviously they're, they're pretty good. They've recruited well up front. So, you know, this mm-hmm. defense, you know, I, I think the key to this Auburn defense is continue getting to the, you know, continue obviously getting to the passer. Uh, that's that's got to be key number one. Uh, key number two, you, you've got to help your secondary out a little bit because I think they can can get to their or they can they can get into trouble, I should say, uh, in in the secondary. So um, you've got to cut down your 400 plus yard games. I mean, I know Alabama had a historic offense, so I'll take them off the list. But A and M, Georgia, and Ole Miss, Georgia did it with a with a walk on quarterback. That honestly, I love them to death, but. Was probably the third best quarterback on the roster, 
and he put up 400 mm-hmm. plus against yeah. Like, come on. Um, but that's what Derek Mason brings to the table. He's going to bring probably mm-hmm. a little bit more poise, a little bit more organization, a little bit more of an identity to that unit. Say what you want to say about mm-hmm. him as a head coach. Obviously, he was in over his head in a tough situation at Vanderbilt. He did everything he could. Actually did a pretty good job there for a little while, and then it just kind of fell apart on him. He's backed uh, as a coordinator, so we think that's going to be good. Um, they return eight starters, actually. So, mm-hmm. like Ole Miss, Ole Miss returns a lot of starters, too. It's it's only going to get better for this for this group. Uh, and Zacoby McLean is, is another name to, to kind of look out for um, in the linebacking core for Auburn. Yeah, yeah, Auburn's, you know, they've always been really good at with the front seven uh, with uh, Popo and you got uh, McLean and, and those guys up front. The, se- the secondaries, like you said, is always suspect. You know, it, it just depends on what kind of day they're having. Um, and Smoke Monday, um, he, he came back, right? He's back. Yep. Smoke Monday, I think he's the most consistent one on that back end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, both corners are, are still suspect. So, I mean, you just never know. And like you say, if they can keep some pressure off that secondary on the back end, I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah. COVID lane, I, we coached him at Badosta. He's been a head since he got there. Um, you know, I remember watching uh, Popo when he, shoot, I remember watching that kid in high school. And he was a bad man then. He still is. You know, you lose a big cack to USF. So, you know, you replace the guy. But at the same time, I mean, Auburn's always been Auburn's front seven's always been good. They've mm-hmm. always given Georgia problems, you know. So I mean, if they can just get it right on that back end, I think Auburn Auburn makes a noise on uh, on defense for sure. It's got to be about consistency for this group, and obviously, I said that earlier about Derek Mason bringing that in. They finished actually six in the conference in total defense, so it all wasn't bad. It just seemed like it was a roller coaster. Like one game, they're giving up a ton of yards and points and next game. They're not like it was feast or famine Mm -hmm. with this group. So they got to get a little bit more on an even keel and playing at at, at a higher level. They did really well in the transfer market too. Like uh, I feel like West Virginia has no DBs left uh, because Treshawn Miller transferred to Auburn. He's he comes in at the cornerback spot, um, had eight PBUs. He's good. Roger McCreary, uh, looks to be on the other side. Obviously, he was there, but um, they got two. They got a big, literally, uh, they got a big transfer uh, from UAB, three hundred thirty-five pounder Tony Fair on the inside. Uh, Tyrone Truesdale is somebody that, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm excited to see kind of what he does on the inside. He's three hundred twenty-five pounds as well, so they got some beef there. Um, the biggest transfer for Auburn was an outgoing transfer. Big Cat Bryant uh, is following Gus to to UCF, um, so that's kind of that's kind of concerning. But Derek Hall is going to be that guy that's going to try to fill those shoes, albeit probably not easy to do. So when you look at Auburn uh, offensively, going back, the passing game has to work. You you hit the nail right on the head. Bo Nix has got to stay in the pocket. He's got to throw. He's got. I think it's going to take a couple of times of him just stepping into a throw and getting clobbered to realize that it doesn't hurt as bad as it looks on TV. Um, and maybe he'll have some, some confidence there. Uh, third down defense on for, for Auburn. That's the biggest key. They've got to get more stops on third down. That was probably their biggest, their biggest hole. Uh, not to mention that. So uh, schedule wise, they got a big road game at Penn state. Uh, they're already calling for a white out there. Uh, they also play road games against LSU and AM. So uh, not an easy schedule, but they get Georgia at home, Ole Miss at home, and Alabama at home to kind of offset that. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what this Auburn Tigers team can do. Obviously, to to everyone that's writing them off, don't do it. Don't do it. They're going to yeah. be good. They're go- They'll they're always go- surprise you at some point. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be good. They're going to give out – like. If there's a if there's ever a year for them to get Alabama, this is this is a year for them to be able to get Alabama. I just to be clear, I'm not saying that they're going to, but we'll re- <laughs> obviously we we will reevaluate that. We could come to the Iron Bowl and 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 Auburn's won two conference games, and we could just be sitting mm-hmm. here going, "Man, Auburn sucks." Uh, Brian Harson's not the answer. I don't think that's going to be the case, but also don't think you know. Yeah. 
you know, they've always got a chance in that rivalry. It doesn't matter if Auburn's 0-11 coming to that game. They've always got a chance there. So uh, I'm excited to see what Derek Mason can bring. Can he can he redeem his name in, in this conference? I don't think he I don't think he has to, but yeah. obviously perception is reality. His last stint was uh, this past season at, at uh, Vanderbilt, which is one that he would probably like to forget, but he's talented. He will bounce back and uh, he'll get mm-hmm. back on his feet. Starting with the Auburn defense, he will make them into a force. You give that guy eight starters. It's, it's lookout, man. Hey, you got to understand something with Vanity's uh, defense has never been bad. No. And he's the defensive minded guy. Vanity's defense has never been bad. They just couldn't score on offense, which if you keep putting your defense out there, then they're going to get tired. Yeah, his defense has never ever been bad. They had one bad game against South Carolina that I think sticks out in everybody's mind. But no, they they they've always been really good. They've always flown to the flown around the football. They've mm-hmm. always tackled. They've always been physical over there. They they've never made it really easy on teams. But they just have no, no depth and no. they they can't move the ball on offense. Exactly. So when you keep putting them out there, I mean they're going to get tired. And now you're you're giving them eight starters with the recruiting the recruiting in Alabama as far as skill guys and DBs is, is amazing. And now you're giving him those weapons too. Come on now. Yeah. He's a great defensive mind. Yep. Exactly. Um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting nonetheless. And 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 if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm actually excited. But I, I know those Auburn fans are probably not used to being excited. Um uh, they've I thought Gus did a good job. He just kind of ran out of gas and it was just time for him to go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like coach Rick, it just kind of, it just kind of happened. It was just, it was just time. He was burnout. Yeah. Team was burnout. And it's, it was just time for a change for everybody. And, and same for Gus. Like he's, he's rejuvenated down in, down in Orlando. Auburn's rejuvenated. It, it's a win-win for both of those parties. And and I think it was just something that needed to happen. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Harson's going to do better than everybody thinks. I think Auburn is going to be a force in the West more than people think. That's not an easy win there. I, I think they're they're going to give some people some fits. So uh, that's a that's a very very quick look at the Auburn Tigers. We'll get an we'll get more of an idea when we play that weird October game against them uh, mm-hmm. coming up later in the season. So uh, that's going to be something that we look at that we look forward to and and see. We're going to do like literally right before the season kicks off. We're going to give our division. Uh, division uh, rundown to see like kind of to kind of make note of it at the beginning of the season and revisit it at the tail end of the season and kind of see where we finished, how accurate we were. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited for that. But um, as we wrap, I read that uh, Mark Webb got the first interception at chargers camp. In a seven on seven, he picked off Easton Stick, former hey, quarterback yeah. from North Dakota State. So, Mark Webb, a seventh round draft pick of the Los Angeles Chargers, got an interception. So uh, they're saying he's hey, going to yeah. probably he's got a really good shot at making the team. Obviously, he's probably not going to play a ton on defense, but he's going to be a guy that's going to get in on special teams, and, and he's going to he's got somebody that's got a chance to to make this roster and and, and be good for the Chargers. So I'm excited for that. Hey. All you got to do is go out there, know what to do, play hard. You'll make the roster. Exactly. Exactly. So Mark Webb, shout out to them. I can't wait to see kind of what all, what all of our other uh, Georgia dogs do in the NFL. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about Aziz Ojolari, what he brings to the Giants. Um, I'm excited about our, our all of our DBs, Stokes in Green Bay, Campbell in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Um, excited to see what they can do. Uh, Big Ben Cleveland officially signed with the Ravens a couple weeks ago. Um, see what he can bring to the table there for them. See if he can go and lock up a starting position uh, on their offensive line. I think that would be that would be a big deal for him to come in as a as a third rounder and and do that. So uh, I'm excited to see what uh, the the future is. Very very bright for this Georgia program. Um, again, we we say that all the time, Israel, but it, it's the truth, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it, with, with everything going on right now, um, we were able to do camps and everything this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were able to come in and see the new facilities and see how well things are going in Georgia. So, I mean, it, it, it's looking good for us right now. Exactly. It, it really is. Um, you know, a couple of recruiting losses, but that's that's 
that's recruiting. That's a part of it. That's a part of the business. That's that's a that's a that's a part of it, and it ain't over. So it ain't over until they sign, and even then, it's not really yeah. over. And, he, and nowadays, it's never <laughs> over until they until they run out of eligibility. So, um, you know, never over. He uh, Kirby does a good job of not burning bridges, so gives those guys a chance to transfer back if they uh, if they want to. So, um, mm-hmm. but but Israel, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us. Um, you know, I I know that it's it's a very exciting time of year. Obviously, we're both cranked up in in, in the high school game. We're we're 22 days away, actually now 21 days away from our opening game. Uh, we we travel, yeah. but um, I'm excited to see what our young young group can do. I know you're excited uh, all in the same. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We got some new, new shirts and cups in the day. You know, I'm, I'm rocking the in today. I saw um, that. You know, our booster club's doing a great job, man. They, they, uh, Darius Kelly's come in. Um, you know, there was not one, uh, when, when we first got there, he's come in, kind of took the bull by the horn. Um, our tumblers came in today. They're $25 by the way. If you want one, check social media mm-hmm. right they, down here. They check look the good. Boy out down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the they, they did an awesome job on that. Yeah. And we got our shirts in. Um, these are uh, $10 a piece. Um, so um, to help out, you know, our booster club and everything, you know, I spend about $100 a day um, on shirts and tumblers and things for family members and everything. So, I mean, it's an exciting time. You know, football's around the corner. Uh, we got our. Um, our inter squad scrimmage next week, and then we have our little media day thing we have on the 12th of August, and then our scrimmage on the 13th, and the first game against Athlete County on the 20th. So it's I mean it's, it's coming fast. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're in the Benny, uh, go go check out Monroe. They're they're the they're going to be the premier uh, team down in that area. So screw uh, screw Lee County, screw uh, Westover. It's all about Monroe, right? So we're looking to dominate Nashville. You're looking to dominate Southwest Georgia, which I think you guys have a chance to do. Uh, check out my man Israel. Mm-hmm. Get you get you a cup with an M on it, right? Go to and and That's it. pour your cocktail in it, and then go to bet online, make some bets, win you some money, and then buy some merch. There you go, from Israel. The uh, official web the official website launches. Um, it should be up by lunchtime tomorrow. Nice. Well done. Well freaking done. So um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping like we can get to a point where we're going to have a booster club, but I think we're a couple of years away from even trying that. I think when we get to the new school, mm-hmm. there'll be a little, there'll be a little bit more excitement, I think uh, for not only uh, booster clubs and there's going to be like athletics, is, everything's going to get a boost, you know, when, when you get mm-hmm. a new building. So that'll be fun yeah, for us. Always new school type stuff. And what's exciting, what's exciting is like our freshman class, our freshman sophomore class, they're going to be upperclassmen when we move. Like it's going to be fun because these, these two classes are really, really good for us. Uh, we got a lot of kids mm-hmm. out, a lot of talented kids out. There's going to be a lot of freshmen and sophomores. that's going to be heavy contributors for us. So in about two years, we're going to be nasty. I think. Yep. That's just like us right now. I mean, we lose, I lose. Three guys on offense, and the defense loses like two. Um, we're very, we're very sophomore and junior loaded, and we got some freshmen that are playing for us right now too. My left guard is a freshman, upcoming freshman. Um, so I mean, we are the the future's bright, you know. Um, and then that's football. That's just like any any university. Yes, you want that experience, but at the same time, you know, you take your lumps, you know, few lumps, you know, the first year, then after that. Time to go play ball after that. Those guys have experience. Mm-hmm. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, I know you. I know you're excited. A lot of good things happening in, uh, in in our world, Israel. A lot to be happy about. A lot to be thankful of. So, uh, just want to remind everybody: be safe. Obviously, uh, with mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going on, be safe. Uh, be smart. Uh, all that good stuff. And uh, as, as we let you go, we are the believe in Georgia dogs podcast on the believe podcast network. Uh, we're presented by bet online. You can find us on YouTube right here at Brinks TV. Also uh, Facebook. Uh, you can stream our show. You can also catch us on every podcatcher, wherever you get your podcast, like share and subscribe. Uh, our, uh, the word gets out with you. We're not a subscription based deal. 
uh, it, it retweets, shares, say, hey, but hey, I got this podcast you should listen to. Uh, this guy mm-hmm. from Monroe and 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 then this other guy, uh, they 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 do a really good show. Um, you don't even have to be a Georgia fan to enjoy it. Uh, we're gonna make SEC picks every week, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on every team in the conference probably. So uh, mm-hmm. so, so so buckle up, right? You don't have to be a Georgia. You don't have to be a a big time Georgia fan to uh, to, to appreciate this show. So you can you can find us. Come on, bring it on. We're, we're, we're going to, our, our guests are going to start ramping up. We're going to get Chris Burnett back on, back in the fold. Um, potential, mm-hmm. potential uh, working out some, some details with Robert Edwards. Um, got in touch with him on Twitter. So there's a possibility there. Maybe we can have a little br- sibling rivalry with him and uh, him and Terrence. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be fun. Uh, you know, Terrence, I'm in contact with Robert, so let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, a lot of good things. You can also, uh, I, I'm spreading the brand, uh, on sec net on sec after dark, uh, with Willis digital media home of the Palmcast. I'm, 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 I'm spreading the wealth there with beast of the East. I represent the Georgia side of it there. Um, and of course, illegal motion, um, as well. So, uh, the brand is, the brand is everywhere. You just got to catch on like, right. We got to get that spark. We got to light that. We got to rub those two sticks together. That's where we're at right now. We were rubbing the sticks together, uh, trying to get that spark, uh, down into the kindling. And once that fire gets set, man, Israel, it's going to be, it's going to be off the chain. It's going to be ready to roll, rock and roll. That's right. And pretty soon we're going to have our own merch. We're going to have believe in Georgia dogs, tumblers, right? <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to have t-shirts and hats. We're going to have pictures, right? Um, yes, sooner or later, sooner or later. Is, Israel's going to, uh, going to give you some makes the dream work. That, <laughs> you, you know, you know, we had that on our shirts one year, my, like my sophomore year of high school, big right. writing on That's the back of the slogan. Shirt. Yeah. It, it, That's it, right. It's a great slogan, but like we went like four and six with that slogan, and then it turned into a joke. <laughs> it's a great slogan, but it's forever ruined for me because of that season. But anyway, I digress. That's something for another show. Uh, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on uh, presented by Bet Online. Like, share, subscribe, find us, listen to us, and stick around. We'll be back at you next week, probably with some more expansion news probably with some more season previews, maybe a special guest. Who knows at this point? Who cares at this point? Israel, you and I have more Mm -hmm. than capable enough to carry this load. So uh, until next time, have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week as we keep this train rolling. Go dogs. See you later. Go dogs. We're out. And cut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.